So he could be here, and now he's <laughs> and now he's ten minutes late to a show that's two hours early, and I got my other guest, uh, and my, I don't even know where Don Fry is. Greg Wilson can't make it this week. It's just uh, uh it's all good, man. We're 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 all doing our best here uh, during this pandemic. Um, good news, I, I've heard from a reliable source, Mayhem is going to get out of jail soon, um, like real soon. So uh, happy about that. Um, and uh, what else is going on? Um, I did, did I tell you what happened this weekend? Huh? So I had a show in Bakersfield, right? Uh, Bakersfield. Yeah. I drive two hours to the show. And um, there's like 219th Street. There's like east and west, but didn't say which one. So I go to the wrong. Right. It's like in a residential area. So I'm like, okay, well, a lot of my shows have been in like backyards or living room so I'm like oh it's probably at the show but while I'm driving there's a, a big black dog in the middle of the street whenever there's like doesn't a, matter what color it was but go ahead alright uh, whenever there's a dog in like the street I'm always like I always stop make sure it's like you know safe and you know so I, I, I pull over to go to the show and the dog's like not even like it's like near a house kind of so I'm like petting it and stuff and it, I can tell it's scared because it pees right away and then this guy comes out uh, and he's uh, this Mexican dude with like there's a bunch of kids everywhere, and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, you want that dog? And I'm like, uh, well, I wasn't planning. Uh, he goes, well, I go, is it is it yours? He's like, nah, man, it's like a, a, a stray dog, but I already have five dogs, and I can't keep it. I can't afford it. So I'm like, all right. And this is like a big like chocolate lab. I mean, it's like I mean like 50 pound dog, you know. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll at least get it a good home. So I'm like, all right, hop in my car. So now it's me and my dog, and I like, or this dog, and then I, I get it a bunch of like, you know, dog food. I stop off, and um, I go to the gig. The gig, it's like, it's like all, like I'm the only white person. It's all black people in the gig. It's a, it's a fun crowd, but I'm on stage, and I'm like, man, this is a rough area. I went to the wrong place, and they just gave me a dog. I go, even the dog's black. And then, like, they are all laughing, and they brought the, the other comics, like, he ain't kidding. And the dog came in. So now I have this huge dog in my house. So my one-eyed dog that I adopted, like, hates it right away. This dog, it's like a puppy. It's, like, four months old. And it's in the back. It chewed up my whole backyard. It's running everywhere. The bunny was scared shitless. So the bunny was, like, flying. <laughs> I bet. The dog kept circling the bunny cage. Like, it was so... So now uh, I'm like trying to get it a home, and I, you know you post it on on Facebook and Instagram. Everyone's like, "Why don't you keep it? Why don't it's your dog now?" I'm like, "Well, you know, it's I have a dog, and I, who's who just had his eye bitten out by another big dog, and I have a bunny, and I'm worried that like, you know, so now I got to bring the bunny inside, 
we keep the dog outside in the backyard because we don't know what it hasn't has shots yet. So I went to get it at shots. That was like 300 bucks. And, um, and then the bunny in the, is inside. The dog and the bunny go nose to nose. This bunny is like, the bunny, he, I think the dog's trying to play with it, but I'm not sure because it's like a, it's a really fun, playful dog, you know? And my, my daughter's <laughs> having fun with it, but it's not gonna, it's eating all my daughter's toys and it's like pooping, it's shitting, it's, it's peeing in like, on like the, the rug. Anyway, my friend said, my friend from high school was like, I, I want that dog, but he, he lives in Philly. And my other friend is uh, gonna fly the dog out there. So I gotta take the dog to the airport. Uh, well, actually there's like a service to pick it up, uh, but I have to go to, the, to the, the, the vet to say that it has like, it's got all kinds of forms I gotta sign. And, I, and then I have to run the Whole Foods to get it thing. And then I have to go to uh, Petco to make sure the cage is big enough where it could like stand in the cage. But I do love this dog. This dog is like a lot of fun. It's just like big, goofy and loves to play. So that was my last couple of days. Uh, Don Fry, how are you? I'm good, man. You're a good man. You're a better man than me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I just think it's ironic that Adam brings a black dog into his neighborhood and the other dog houses like, like completely plummet in value. Like even the rabbit doesn't want to live there anymore. Like it's like, yeah, I think that's kind of a victim right away. Right. All right. <laughs> this is not where I wanted to go with this. Uh, I did not want to go down this, this hole right here. But, uh, but I mean, the dog is like, I honestly, if I didn't have, like, I, I know what would happen. As soon as I do the road, I'm going to call home after like a day or two. And, the, and then my wife's going to be like, it already chewed up like half the furniture in the backyard and moved everything around. I mean, this thing is strong and it's playful. Uh, I'm just worried about the bunny. And it, I mean, my dog, it's it, like, it fe I never had a dog that actually fetches things. I'm like playing, you know, catch with it. But it, it, it going into my daughter's toys. It was eating all my daughter's toys. And she's chasing it going, no, my toys, my toys. No, bad dog. This dog doesn't listen. It's totally untrained but it's but it's fun i mean i can like I'm, I'm like wrestling with it and stuff but uh yeah so that's uh i that just think it's odd that i spend ten thousand dollars for a dog that can make me hundreds of thousands of dollars in the future and you pick one up for free and spend ten thousand dollars on it flying it around the world and buying toys no, and, dogs I'm not, I, and i'm the idiot like i'm the one who's no i had a friend i know i have a friend from high school a mutual friend of my friend who's who's like who's like footing the bill and, and my, my buddy has like two kids that are like they're like 10 and 12 or they're younger. They're going to love it. I mean, I think they're even younger than that. They're like, you know, like seven and 10. And like, you know, he's just like, this is like, a, this is like a, not a manly dog, but it's like, this is a dog, a lot of energy, like a lot of energy. You know, you're going to, you're going to well, need. It's not all, it's, it's over there in Philadelphia, is it? No, I'm, we're, we're, we're flying it to Philly. We're flying it from, L there's a service that comes and picks up the dog from my place and then takes pictures, and then you tr and puts it, goes to LAX, flies it to Philadelphia, and uh, my They actually pretend like it's a service dog and sit it right next to them is what they do, but charge you for a ticket. That's yeah. what I found out. They, they charged me a fortune to ship my dog, and I found out the guy just brought it with him in a little bag. I'm like, what? Like, so I paid for two tickets, and you just brought it in a bag? Like, but this thing is 40 pounds. I don't think, they, I don't think no yeah. one's going to buy this as a service dog. You know, this dog... Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I was just worried about the bunny. I, I wasn't sure if it was wanted to like eat the bunny or play with the bunny, you know. And I don't want to take a chance on that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you don't want to eat it. He wants to eat it. If it's a if it's a black lab, he wants to eat it. Or chocolate lab, whatever. He wants to eat it. Uh, it's instinctual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would a white lab want to do, Don? <laughs> <laughs> want to recruit it, you know, for for more votes and power. <laughs> 
Uh, did you guys watch the fights over the weekend? No. Uh, McCorkle, did you? I think Sean's frozen. Uh, Sean's more frozen than he was in his fight against uh, uh, Stefan Struve. Uh, McCorkle. All right, well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what happened in the fights, uh, Don. Uh, this, guy, okay. this guy named oh, – uh, oh, McCorkle's coming back. Uh, here we go. Uh, Sean, are you back? This is pretty cool. I could see you, Sean, frozen on the other one. Oh, you're, oh, you're back. Uh, here we go. Hello, Sean? All right, here we go. Well, let's, let's just keep talking shit about him until he comes back. <laughs> All right, well, there was this, this guy, Dominic Reyes. I don't remember him. He had, like, the fight. He was, like, 10-0, 11-0. He had the fight of his yeah. life against John Jones, right? Remember that fight? Right. I, th I thought he won yeah. that fight. Well, yeah. since then, he's had a rough time, man. Um, he, uh, he, he, he lost to Jan Blakovich. He got knocked out. And he fought this guy, uh, the, this guy, Jiri. I don't even know how to spell his last name. But this dude is a monster. And he's one of these guys that, like, took his time to get in the UFC. Uh, and, like, and he was beating guys over in, like, Ryzen. Yeah, Jiri uh, Proc. Kavka or Prachavska. Something like that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Right. But this this dude, like, he was beating, he was knocking out King Mo back in the day. And like and King Mo's a good fighter. Back in Ryzen, he beat CB Dalloway real quick. And since coming to the UFC, he knocked him out with a spinning elbow from hell. You watch that, Sean? Yeah, that dude blew me away, man. That dude, I, I'm not kidding you. I was watching, I've never seen anybody with that much composure with that creative of striking. And it's like he knew he was going to win. I've never seen anybody. So every time he, he would get blasted, and just, just keep walking forward like, oh, you know, okay, no problem. And I knew from about the third exchange he was going to win, which sucks because I bet a bunch of money on Dominic Reyes. Because um, I thought Reyes is tough, man. He, you can't take anything away from that dude. He hung in there. And, uh, but that guy's a whole other level, that Jerry guy, man. I think Reyes' stock almost went up in that fight. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, he showed a lot of heart, man. He hung in there. He was taking a beating. Now, do you think Jerry has – who do you think presents a bigger challenge to John Jones? This guy Jerry or um, Ngannou? Uh, I think Ngannou because he hits so hard. The Jerry guy, I think John Jones can take down if he wants. I don't think John Jones will strike with him. I think he's crazy if he strikes with him because that dude's got some creative stuff, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't uh, – I still think John Jones probably beats Ngannou with his wrestling. But uh, the problem with Ganu, he's only got to hit you once. Like, literally, with anything. It doesn't even matter what it is. He's only got to hit you once. So, uh, Don Fry, who do you think wins, Ngannou or John Jones? Well, I was hoping for Ngannou, but listening to McCorkle makes too much damn sense, you know. Jeez. I mean, he's right. Uh, all that Ganu's got to do is hit you once. But Jones has got a much better uh, ground game. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Ngannou, he's a – Zero. He's got the stand up. Uh, nobody's seen him on the ground yet, and I really don't think he's got it there. So, while well, Jones takes him to the ground, it's his. It's crazy that like a fight like this, like you almost know what their strategies have to be, and it's a matter of like whether they can pull it off. You know, it's just yeah. like but like like you know John Jones' way to beat Ngano is to just tire him out, take him down, weather the storm in the first and second. 
and then win. It's a matter of will he be able to do it. And you know, Ngannou's strategy is what just to catch him, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the way the way Jones, the way Jones threw uh, Cormier around, you know, jeez, uh, it's simple strategy. Uh, McCorkle, how much, like, I know that Jones t- popped after that fight. How much do you think that, that uh, steroids helped John Jones? Uh, man, it's hard to say. I know he hasn't really looked the same uh, since they started testing real hard, but he still looks better than everybody else. So uh, it, uh, the biggest thing with steroids, always in my opinion, is the amount of time you're able to train and the amount of re- how fast you recover. You know, it's like the biggest two things. As far as it making you a little bit stronger or a little bit faster, I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think it's uh, – the big thing is just you're able to train longer, harder, you recover faster, and feel fresher sooner, you know? And uh, there's always the mental edge, too, the confidence that you're – you know, the placebo effect is real, man. It's a, they got, they'll give people pills, they'll have a disease, they'll give people pills that are just sugar pills, and it helps their disease regardless, you know, because they believe it's going to help. Unless they're diabetic, then sugar pills probably wouldn't be good. But um, <laughs> they uh, – yeah, it's uh, – I don't know, man. I think the mental edge helps a little bit, but at the end of the day, you still got to be able to fight. Now, what do you mean by recover? You mean like you're not sore going into the next practice? Yeah, when I was taking HGH, man, I was sleeping five or six hours a night. Now, keep in mind, I was also eating perfectly. I mean, not a, you know, not any sugar, not anything bad for me. I was eating the perfect diet, training the right way, sleeping the right way. But um, I was, yeah, five or six hours a night. If I was on enough HGH, I I felt refreshed when I woke up. I could go, I could, you know, like train uh, like all day and then go do something at night, wake up again five hours later, feeling completely fine. It's It's an amazing thing. I mean, that versus, like, you go into practice and your legs hurt, your arms hurt, and you're already kind of, like, going maybe 70% because, just because you're just tired. Right, or just calling the whole day off. I had, uh, I had times where, um, you know, you train it or whatever if you're not taking HGH, where you just don't feel like it that day. You know, you're sore, and then you go for, you know, a few minutes, just like, I'm just going to take the day off. It's not, uh, I don't feel good today, you know, or whatever. And, uh, I mean, it all ties in with diet, you know, getting the right rest and all that stuff. But, uh, I mean – in a game, you know, it's funny, like uh, with the UFC, I remember when BJ Penn destroyed Diego Sanchez. I mean, half murdered him, but they still went, I think, five rounds. I think it was 25 minutes. Maybe it was only 15, but I remember telling somebody at that time, like, there's a huge gap between BJ Penn and Diego Sanchez. And if they got in a fight in the street, it would almost, it would still take a half an hour to see who was a better fighter, you know, uh, for someone to finish somebody. So it, uh, it's that close. Uh, even between the best and the guys, you know, coming up, they're still that close to where, you know, just a little bit of difference can help uh, tremendously. Hey, Don, did, did – because um, everyone always says that Pride guys didn't get tested. You fought in Pride. Did they drug test you? Uh, of course they did, yeah. But uh, then they would take the cup and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard it was against the rules in Pride not to take steroids. Like, you better get caught with something in your pee or you're out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, 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 Don, I heard – is this true? Don, I heard that, like, they would take st- your, your, your steroid test. They wouldn't give you the results. So they would just assume you passed. But then if you wanted to leave the organization, they would say, oh, by the way, you failed these six times. We're going to release that. Is there any truth of that? Well, you mean like the NFL and Major League Baseball? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, as, long, as, long as, you, as long as you play the dance of their tune – then you keep passing. Yeah. Come on. It happens in every sport. That's how I, did a, I did a podcast the other day, and there before me there was an NFL off, a former NFL offensive lineman on there, and he talked about, you know, in 88 and 89 when, when they took steroids completely out of the game, you know, this and that. And I started laughing. I couldn't help. I was waiting on hold. But I started laughing because I was like, if that guy really thinks 
guys in the NFL stopped taking steroids 30 years ago, he's out of his mind. Um, yeah. Peyton, Manning, yeah. Peyton Manning didn't come back at 36, 37, 38 better than he ever was before after neck surgery without help. And then they caught his wife with human growth hormone being mailed to their house. And he's like, I don't know how that happened. I, I don't know about you guys, but usually uh, my wife or girlfriend doesn't have HGH just randomly mailed to her. Uh, at our house that doesn't typically happen you know like it's something you got to typically you know order and pay for before they send you something that's several thousand dollars a dose so so other fights right. that happened this week uh i felt bad man poor cub swanson because that dude he always gets to a point where like he gets written off and then he wins fights against like crone gracie or or i remember he, he fought the korean wonder boy and then all of a sudden you're like he's back and then he just uh, – they keep putting him forward, and then he just – man, he got a kick. This guy, Giga Gigante or something, he kicked him in the, in, the, in the liver. And I've never been hit in the liver before. I heard it's the worst pain in the world. Uh, have you ever been hit in the liver, Sean? I never have, but I've heard this. Everyone that says it says it's something you'll never forget. Like, I've never been hit. I guess, luckily, not even sparring, ever hit or kicked hard to it. But they say it is one of the worst things you can experience in fighting. Don, you? No, but I have hit people in the liver, and uh, with their reaction and their scream, yeah, it, it seems like it's true. <laughs> yeah, because he, I mean, it just all of a sudden he went down like, like not you'd expect, uh, you know, a guy like Cub Swanson, because that dude could take a ton of pain. I mean, he, he, Cub Swanson is one of the toughest guys around, and you know, everyone kept talking about this guy Giga, Giga, like he's the man, he's the man, because he came from kickboxing. I find a lot of these guys that come like high level kickboxing from glory. It takes them a while. They don't like, they come to the UFC or, or Bellator and you're like, nah, this guy isn't that good. Maybe wrestling isn't like, and then all of a sudden if, if they stay there three, four, five fights later, you start to see, okay, this guy really is going to be a problem for everybody. Um, and it seems like if they don't quit, cause some of these guys, they go in there, they go, fuck this. I'm going back to kickboxing uh, after the first loss or second loss. But uh, this dude is going to be a problem. They're saying him versus Holloway is the next fight to make. Be a good fight. Be a really good fight. Sean? Yeah, his, uh, his stand-up was really sharp, man. I didn't know his uh, background when the fight came on. I wouldn't pay any attention. But uh, when I saw him uh, out there, I was like, man, this dude is either a kickboxer or something. You know what I mean? I said there's no way with that accurate and that uh like he didn't look like an mma fighter he looked like a kickboxer as far as his movements his you know like uh, how accurate he was he looked i could tell something and then later on they said i guess he was a superstar kickboxer right now, so. don fry went into a k1 fight against jerome LeBanner, never throwing a kick before uh if that isn't like the guy from eat down and down i don't know what is <laughs> i mean the fact that he fought the best guy in the world in kickboxing well ever throwing a kick Don, you're a legend, bro. You're a fucking legend. I'm, I'm a dumbass, man. I'm a dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Especially when the ex-wife took all the money. <laughs> yeah, good lord. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, all right. So we have a girl who just joined <laughs> us who's fighting this Thursday in the PFL. Uh, by the way, it's going to air on ESPN Plus as well as ESPN. That's how well PFL's doing. They're now no longer on ESPN2. They're on ESPN. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm excited about it because the PFL actually, uh, they got some good stuff. They got some really good stuff. So 5.30 Eastern time, ESPN Plus. Main event, 7 o'clock on ESPN. That's ESPN. Caitlin Young is a you girl. Know why, you, 
why uh, all these releases going to ESPN. People are tired of these goddamn pro football players and basketball players bitching about the USA and putting it down, and they appreciate, you know, how hard the fighters work and the sacrifices they make and how they love the country, you know? So those uh, you, you idiots in the other uh, sports, you need to learn something. All right, uh, Caitlin, that is Don Fry with us. Uh, the <laughs> I, think, I wasn't sure which Don you were talking about, but I guessed after hearing. We also have Sean McCorkle. Caitlin Young has been around since 2007. Uh, she fought, no, actually, even before that. Her first fights, she fought three girls in one night in a thing called hook and shoot. And she knocked out three girls in a minute and 45 seconds. One of them was Misha T. Hey, I, I've fought three. I fought three girls one night before too, man. Yeah, uh, I believe like that. that. <laughs> All right, I don't. I'm, I'm not even sure where to go there. Uh, but she knocked out Misha Tate in 30 seconds. Uh, Misha Tate's first fight, and here she is fighting for a million dollars this Thursday night. Yeah. Caitlin, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So you've been quarantined in New Jersey. Yeah, they had us come in 17 days before the fight. So we've been here a minute. Wow. Now, Caitlin grew up in Minnesota, right? Yep. And you, yes, train, over, you train over at Minnesota, I think Minnesota Combat Fitness, right? Or No, that oh. doesn't exist, but that's oh. okay. Right. Um, straight, I'm, I train at Striking Institute. I actually just opened my own gym uh, earlier this year. Or no, earlier last year. It was two weeks before we got shut down for the pandemic. And then I also train at M Theory Martial Arts, which is uh, primarily a jiu-jitsu gym. You ever trained with Brock Lesnar back when he was in Minnesota? Uh, I was, you know, a little light for him as a training partner. Ah. Um, but he's a nice guy. He's got a good sense of humor. Oh, really? I've never yeah. heard that Brock has a good sense of humor. That's uh... Totally has a good sense of humor, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Now you're fighting a girl, Cindy Dandwab, who mm. uh, her striking – it isn't the best, uh, but she's got a crazy ground game, uh, yep. and, and she's got balls of steel, uh, and she's mm -hmm. hungry. She's hungry. Uh, what's your plan for this fight? You want me to lay out my game plan for you, eh? No, no, I don't. But, but well, I, I, if I was your coach, I would say keep it standing, right? We'll see. Um, you know, she's there's some areas where she's very dominant on the ground. Yeah. And then there are others where she's not as comfortable. Right. So right. it's it's possible. And the, the other thing I think people overlook with her is she's got a pretty good chin. Like if you look back and watch it, watch her fight. So we'll we'll kind of see what happens. I have a few tricks up my sleeve. Nice. Now she has an OnlyFans account. Have you been Have you been uh, messing with her? Like uh, like like asking for her pictures and then be like, it's me, aha, uh -huh. or, or any type no, of. No, though maybe I regret that. Um, no, I'm uh, get your money, girl. I don't hate. Yeah, I like no. that. All right, get your money, girl. Now you you uh, you've had a crazy. I mean, the girls that you fought, you fought Gina Carano, uh, you fought Leslie Smith twice, uh, you fought, you got Lauren Murphy, you fought Liz Carmouche. You fought King Reina in Japan. Huge win over yeah. King Reina in Japan. What was that like? It was amazing. Um, it was kind of a trip because I got cut pretty good 10 days out. Um, and we took the stitches out right before the flight and then went there. And I was like, please, God, don't open up again. Um, but it, it was awesome. It was the fans there are 
very educated, you know, so that they're watching, they understand. And U.S. Is, is, has become more that way. They don't like boo, you know. Uh, so it, it was really amazing. And to have uh, that announcer shouting your name is something else, too. Don, was that your experience, too? Yeah. Yeah, except the uh, first time on my comeback fight, she got my name wrong. She called me Dan Fry instead of Don Fry. I was like, well, that's that's wonderful, you know. And then McCorkle, you fought Ishii in Japan, right? Yeah, I fought in Japan, and it, it's true they don't boo over there, but I have no doubt in my mind they wanted to after my performance. So um, <laughs> I was not uh, – I was not – I took that fight on 30 hours' notice. And I mean, I was in the ring 30 hours after they called me in the United States. Were so I got just... on the plane. Wow, What's that? okay. I was going to ask if you were already there. So you hopped on a flight and went, huh? No, I was I was in Seattle, and my agent called me. Monty Koss called me. He's like, you want to fight uh, Ishii in Japan for $30,000 in 30 hours? And I was like, I got to be there in 30 hours? He goes, no, you have to be in the ring in 30 hours. Rico Rodriguez is going to do it if you won't. And um, I hate Rico Rodriguez, so I took it. Not really. I don't know Rico. <laughs> but um, I said, 30 grand guaranteed. They're, they're going to pay me cash. All right. So I get there. Uh, I go in, get poked in the eye after two minutes and lose. Still have double vision to this day from it, and they paid me fifteen thousand dollars, and never gave me the rest of my money. So well, maybe they thought um, that your double vision would cut fifteen. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, they they thought they hand me the money. It was so funny because after the fight, I told them I couldn't see on my left eye, so I can't see anything. It's just a blur. And they had a guy come over. And he's supposed to be the doctor, and he bends over, and looks at me, and goes, "Ah, it's okay." Like that was his. Uh, ah. no, no, like no light, like flashlight, no light. Can you? Well, how many fingers? Nothing. Just ah, it's okay. And he walked away, and I said, "No, no, I'm going to the hospital. You guys are paying for it." They were like, "Sorry." And then uh, they came to my hotel room, paid me my $15,000, and Monty told me it would be okay. They'd pay later. And that's been like uh, nine years ago, so I don't think I'm getting my money. Wow. Now, Caitlin, when you – West MMA. Yeah. yeah. Now, Caitlin, when you head kicked Misha Tate – I mean, by the way, it was an amazing – it was like Marie Smith, Mark Coleman. Like, it was that type of head kick. Did you think one day this girl's going to be a UFC champion? No, you know, it was just another fight at the time. I, honestly, I like I hadn't even when I did that tournament. It, I had made my uh, pro debut, which was also my MMA debut in like October, and it was five weeks later. And I was like, oh, I'll just go. And the women in the tournament kept switching out so frequently that I just quit looking at who was in it. I just showed up, Dude, so I, I didn't know really know anything about her. One of my coaches had walked. I was like, she's gonna try to take you down. I don't know. And uh. And, She'll switch to Southpaw. And, and uh, yeah, I didn't have like even a whole lot of instruction, but I had been landing it a lot in the gym and hadn't iced anybody in a fight with it yet. So that was a big moment for me because it was like, finally. Um, but it didn't matter who it was against, really, for me at the time. Well, and then uh, fighting on Gina Carano on CBS. Was that, was that, yeah. was that when you thought, like, I, I made it, I'm on CBS? It was really overwhelming because back then uh, – like the idea that women's fights were even going to be that it wasn't even there yet. Um, and the pay was shit. The sponsorship was really good, but the pay was shit. So it was, uh, it, honestly, like I was so young too. I was 22 years old I, and it was like eight months after my first MMA fight. I was, I was, uh, pretty overwhelmed, you know? Um, but you know, the after effects were more than, than I think just walking into it. If that makes sense. That was for Elite XC, right? Yeah. Mm, good old Gary Shaw. God, he was so creepy. He'd follow her around. Ugh. Really? He followed Gina around everywhere? 
Yeah, there's an excellent gif of him trying to like kiss her or something after a fight and her dad gets in the way. Oh my god. I'll send it to you. It's creepy as hell. <laughs> oh man. Um now you're a black belt in Taekwondo. I took Taekwondo when I was like five, and you got a belt every three months. And uh I started crying because I couldn't break the board with my foot. Oh but they still promoted me. Uh, uh so, was that last week? Yes, it was yes, it was it was, it was last week. <laughs> Now, I feel like Taekwondo is super legit, but it's kind of like sometimes jiu-jitsu a little bit where like then all of a sudden they kind of went crazy where everyone just started like uh, teaching Taekwondo and yeah. some, some of these, I guess, McDojos as they call them. Well, they changed the rules too when it became an Olympic sport. Like back when I did it, it was, um, and probably I suppose closer when you did, or at least the style I did, you could, you could knock somebody out. You just had to do it with your feet and like you didn't score unless you, you kicked them hard enough to displace their body. And now it's like Olympic style that used to be continuous is now like point fighting. Like they don't favor power anymore and you get disqualified for it. So it's a pretty, it's kind of like what happened to uh, boxing when they originally put in the Olympics and they started scoring touches. Amateur boxing and pro boxing are different, you know, kind of, I mean, kind of similar, but yeah, I mean, they're, the footwork in Taekwondo is great. And so are some of the but it's like real imaginary. Now, Don, you said karate doesn't work, right? Not very well. I mean, how, many, how many guys have you I don't, seen, I don't disagree. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, how I'm, many karate champions have you seen in the UFC? There's Wonder Boy. Uh, there's Wonder Boy. Uh, Machida. Machida. Uh, Two. That's how many in... What, three decades? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just trying right. to, I'm just trying to start shit. Not, I just wish I would have known that Taekwondo was known for not, like, you could get disqualified for hitting or kicking too hard because I would have used that as an excuse when I was five. I can't hit kick or hit that hard. So it's Taekwondo in me. Now, now I got to ask you, uh, Caitlin, because I met you, and you were so sweet. You came to my show. Uh, I think you were with your husband, right? Or your boyfriend, or more or less, you could call. It, we've been together like fifteen years. You could call it that. Yeah, he. Uh, both of you look very stone faced, and then you're like, "I had the best time," and I'm like, "Really?" Because I, I felt like you wanted to kill me. Uh, but all right, that's nothing to do with it. You're fighting. You you fought at one thirty five. This tournament yeah. is at one fifty five. Yeah. Uh, how are we gonna do this? So I was still cutting a lot to hit one thirty five. Um, like even at my lightest, I was still cutting from 150. Um, and I've kind of steadily gone up in weight when I, I took like a four year hiatus from MMA and I was just doing Muay Thai at the time. And I started competing at 38, then 42, 45. So I'd gotten up to competing at, um, 145 the last few years anyway. It gets harder as you get older, you know, um, to cut. And like, I think it, after you hit your thirties, you get a little bit of a power boost anyway. And it's not, you know, all things aren't equal between weight classes. You need power for 45. Um, and I felt like my attributes matched up well with that weight class. Plus then I didn't have to be doing these, these mega cuts, you know? Um, so honestly, like the offer for, from PFL, of course, money was part of the consideration, but I'm still going to be cutting a little bit to make 55. Really? So I'm not, I'm not oh yeah, yeah yeah. Cause you, what are you five four? Five nine. You're five, five nine. nine. 
Wow. Five nine. Okay, you're five nine. All right. I got I your ass, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, she's a bit dude, you should see her. She's like, she's jacked. This girl is jacked. Uh you're you're what they say, you're what they say, a smoke show. Like but like an undercover smoke show. You know, like you don't uh you don't you know, post on OnlyFans, you don't have nipple nipple piercings and stuff, but then you you, you meet this girl, like, well, she's a pretty hot chick. Anyway, so um here we are. Caitlin, so she's, you know, a, she's a big birdie bitch, huh? Uh, oh, a, you can a, say that. <laughs> I was called that once at a fight in a bar. A big burly yeah. bitch? He's like, that's a huge bitch when you know my name. And then what happened? And then you <laughs> Wait, I, I won. It was like my second kickboxing fight. It was behind a bar in Duluth, Minnesota. And you didn't get offended by someone calling you a huge bitch? That's a time you want to be a huge bitch. That's a good, that's a good point. I feel like Sean's falling in love. McCorkle, are you all right? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about every time I walk in the mall and one of my friends see me, they'll yell out, that's a huge bitch. And it just like always cracked me up. <laughs> like I'm just hearing across the, like I'd hear it across the mall and be like, what was that? I would never see him. They would just yell it out. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, <laughs> you were in Bangkok for four years? No, uh, but I went several times in four years so during that time I was I, I would go to Thailand and fight Muay Thai over there um, and I had some Muay Thai fights here in America but it's really really hard to get matched um, stand up for me uh, but then I was on the US kickboxing team so I had fights in Serbia and Russia and kind of all over the all over the place it helped me grow a lot as a fighter uh, during that time you know well, yeah I bet now I heard that they at the, at the Thai fights in uh that they actually put like sheets over the over the crowd because blood squirts all over the first couple rows in Thailand. Is that true? No, they just let them get sprayed, man. There's no testing either. No, the gamblers get close. They'll like get up in your if, if there's like a big side bet on your fight, they'll be in your corner yelling, asking you to do stuff. McCorkle, I, I feel like we have your next uh, road trip. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say as much as I like the bet. It's, I mean, it's uh, the most amazing thing. Yeah. <laughs> What what now? What were they saying to you when you were fighting? What were the gamblers saying? Oh, they they have stuff that you know they want you to do because they the bet will change round by round. The score's different in here. It scores as a narrative rather than like, um, you know, a ten nine round boxing style. So like, you can win the first three rounds, but if you get whooped in the fourth, you still lose the fight. So it, the scoring is very different. It, it's it's a trip. But like having a crowd where they're betting on you or betting against you it brings a whole new energy. It's the coolest experience if you haven't had it. I've never had it. Uh, but, uh, but people bet on my or set. Or even just being there. If you ever get the chance to go, it's a, it's a riot. That, I mean, that does sound amazing. So you had this boyfriend for how long? 15 years? Yeah. And now is he waiting for you to win the million to propose? That way he gets half when you get divorced? Is that what's going or, on? Or he's, he's going to, you know, dish me for a younger model. I'm not sure. Uh, no, no, no! Fuck that! Not, don't don't let that happen! <laughs> don't let that happen! You're you're a keeper. You're uh, a you were also the matchmaker for Invicta. And yeah. You, you matched your own fights? No, I didn't. I oh. I stepped down when I went back to MMA for that reason. I, when I had started matchmaking there, I was only Thai. I stopped MMA and gone back to Thai boxing, and I didn't actually plan to come back to MMA. Well, listen. But, uh, I had a lot of success Thai boxing and I was like you know I, I don't feel like I did what I could have done in MMA so I want to it's gonna eat at me if I don't go see if I can do it now Minnesota, you know? so Minnesota has the craziest fighters if you think about it fighters. 
You have Brock Lesnar, who literally mm-hmm. like just came into the UFC after two fights and was like, you know, what, what do you say? Like, fuck Bud Light or something? And then like... <laughs> they wanted Coors Light. Yeah, remember, remember he <laughs> like, that whole lasso like that. thing, that lasso thing, right? And then you had like Justin Volkman or Jacob Volkman who like called out Obama right afterwards. Oh, the Secret Service showed up at his house. Remember, he was like, Obama, yeah. I, I want to fight you or something. And the Secret Service yep. came to his house. Then you have Mike, the Marine Richmond, mm-hmm. who, who failed the test for steroids and admitted to it. And then now he's doing bare knuckle boxing. Uh, and he's also like a, uh, like a, a, a bouncer at a strip club or something. I don't, like that dude's. Yeah. He hits unbelievably hard. I bet. He's, he's uh, like for real, like pound for pound, man. Nice guy too. Hard. And then you have Nick Carney, Nick Lentz, yeah. who also is in Florida, who's like the biggest Trump supporter, who's also a maniac. Uh, Minnesota breeds some fucking strange people. I mean, great. Hundred percent. I love them, but that, I mean, but that gym is insane. And then yeah, what? what and what happened to Sean Shirk? I like he was the number two guy in the world. Yeah. Disappeared. Have you talked to him? Yeah, he's a uh, he's flipping houses now. Really? And I think like, I think like literally uh, training up his teenage son. So I wonder I wonder if that if uh, young Shirk won't be making an appearance eventually here. Huh. Why did it, why did Sean Shirk quit? I don't know. I haven't asked him. I I think for some people it's a uh, they you know being around it it's almost like having to watch your friends play outside when you've had to come in. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's you ever met his brick arms? What was that? He he's got those little T Rex arms, you know. <laughs> he does. Punch anybody. <laughs> yeah. You remember when he fought BJ Penn and BJ licked the blood off him? That's that right. The, yeah. That was one of the sickest things. That was, that was crazy. And then uh, Don Fry was supposed to train Brock Lesnar, and then Mark Kirk cockwalked him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was funny because I guess uh, and then uh, he went to Brock's place and ended up being a junkie, you know. So it, it worked out well for everybody. <laughs> now, now, and then according to McCorkle, Pat Barry trained with Brock and like put it on him, uh, and then they told Pat like you can't spar here if you beat him. Is that is that true? I only know what I've heard third hand. <laughs> yes. Before we get off topic, have you ever met Sean Shirk's British brother-in-law? I don't think so. What's his name? Oh my oh god, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but if you ever get a chance to meet that dude, he is unlike anyone you've ever met in your life. That dude is the funniest person I've ever met in my life, and he's not even trying to be. He is also he's married to Shirk's sister. I met him at um in Las Vegas at some after party. He took some guy's crutches and went up and started swinging back and forth of them on the bar, humping people like dudes randomly at the bar and then fell in the pool. It was the funniest thing. That dude is the funniest person I've ever met in my life. He was out of control. But anyway. Uh, no, I, I don't. I think I would remember that gentleman. And I, I yeah. <laughs> So now come all your stories um, end up with some guy humping some other guy. <laughs> I think it's, it's like the circles I run, man. I don't know. It reminds me of that time I saw Bruce Buffer in Las Vegas, and he's like, Sean, you're not going to believe this. I go out last night looking for some women, and I end up in a gay bar. Who would have thought? Me in a gay bar. I was there six hours. Didn't yeah. know I was in a gay bar. I was like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> all right. 
All right, well, yeah. Caitlin, good luck in your fight coming up. Thank you. Uh, PFL this Thursday, 5.30 Eastern time. Are you on the undercard or the main card? I'm on the 7 p.m. I got moved up a lot. So I'm on the 7 p.m. card on ESPN now. You're going to be on, it's ESPN. on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Uh, ESPN. Now, we are, I am so excited for you. Get that million because you have a tough weight class. Yeah. You got to beat Cindy Danbaugh, who's no pushover. The girl yep. actor. And then uh, you win, like, what, four fights and you get your millionaire? Yeah, four total. And then we got Kayla Harrison, who's a two-time yep. Olympic gold medalist in judo, never lost. And Clarissa, Clarissa Shields, also a two-time gold medalist in boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like the PFL wants those two to be in the finals. She's uh, not – well, Clarissa's not in the tournament, actually. She's not in the tournament? Mm -mm. So she's oh. got, like, a, a separate fight outside against Brittany Elkin. I'm surprised that that's who they chose for her first fight, to be honest. But, um, oh. yeah, she's got a separate fight outside. That's weird. But there's some tough ones in here in the tournament and some, some uh, that I think are going to surprise people. I've scouted a lot of these ladies uh, in a past life, so I kind of know what I'm dealing with. Good. Well, good luck. Get, get that million. Thank you. Take care, guys. Take care, Kayla. Bye-bye. Good luck, darling. Thank you. Darling. I love that. Good luck, darling. We got we to bring back darling. Huh, Sean? Sean, are you frozen again? All right. I think Sean's frozen again. Probably. Probably. He gets frozen a lot when it comes to women. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh... Also, this week, uh, we have there's some good fights this week. All right, so first of all, a couple things. Uh, did you hear what happened, Don, with um, Diego Sanchez's trainer? No. What? So Diego Sanchez has this he, – he left Greg Jackson a while ago. He went to this place called the School of Self-Awareness. And this guy <laughs> claims he's like this MMA guru – and he has him, like, doing these crazy things where he was chasing around, like, Diego and some other guys with a knife in an octagon. And he has him doing these, like, kind of strange karate exercises that, like, if you saw on YouTube, like, how to beat up four guys at once. And just the guy seems like he's out there, really out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and his whole thing is, like, Diego's take the less, least amount of damage he's ever taken since I've been coaching him. He's also, like, one in three. Uh, or one and four, and he's lost his last, you know, nine rounds in a row. Um, so he basically went to, to uh, first he got into it with Matt Sarah, and he basically went to the, co to, the, to the meeting with Diego where they had, you know, the announcers and said, that you guys aren't giving enough respect to Diego and me, and you're not saying good enough things about me. So he wanted to basically control how the announcers talk about Diego during the fights. To which Paul Felder told the guy to fuck off. You know, like, hey, man, I don't know who you are. What are yeah. you doing? So the UFC cut, yeah. the UFC cut Diego. Um, and from what I hear, they gave him his money. His show money to win. He was supposed to fight this week. Donald Cerrone. I heard they gave him $110,000 to just go away. Because I guess the guy was also asking for all of Diego's records, medical records, and was trying to get a lawsuit. There was some weird stuff going on with this guy. Um, he seems like one of these, like, Scientology slash life coach gurus that came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I feel kind of bad for Diego Sanchez. Have you, have you seen what happened with Diego's coach, Sean? Yeah, it's uh, I can't believe – I mean, I feel like about him like I do the Ty Lopez guy. Like, how do you take advice from somebody who's less successful than you on your life? Like, I had a 
I had some idiot here in Indianapolis one time. He was a chiropractor telling me he wanted to be my life coach. I was far more successful than he ever was. And he was like, you know, I mean, 2000 bucks a week. I think it's a good deal. Like I'll, I'll call you in the morning, make sure you're up, motivate you to go work out. I'll do this and that. And I'm like, how am I going to get instructions <laughs> on how to be successful from somebody who can't even do it themselves? You know, like yeah. uh, Ty Lopez is only successful teaching other people how to rip other people off because that's all the oh, that's the only time he's ever made money is ripping people off. So ridiculous. All right. I, I can be more successful saving two thousand dollars a week, but I right. hire you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, also, last week, um, by the way, uh, uh, Jacoby. Uh, Dustin Jacoby for Kudalaba, and he lost 10-8 the first fight, round, came back, won the second and third. I think that shows a lot. You know, when a guy loses 10-8 the first and comes back and it's a draw, you know, you got to give that guy props because a lot of people would have just said, all right, they would have gotten the wrong way. Um, TJ Brown for Kai Kamaka. I thought that Kai won. It was close enough. Now uh, Kai's corner is protesting it because they don't want those guys judging anymore. Um, and then a couple other fights. But this week, we got uh, Bellator, uh, Sergio Pettis versus Juan Archuleta. Uh, good fight. Archuleta's really good. His record's like fucking like 20 and 2 or something. Sergio Pettis is a whole different fighter in Bellator. He was great in the UFC, but he seems to really find his way in Bellator. Uh, who do we like in this fight? McCorkle? Uh, I'd go Archuleta, man, for no other reason than uh... – Seems like guys go from the UFC to uh, Bellator or something. They seem to struggle, which is weird. And Dana White's theory always was he knows when guys are done, you know, like he did with Eddie Alvarez and some of these other guys. It's like, look at them once we release them, what they do. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if they take for granted they're going to win. I don't know what it is, man, when you uh, when you go to Bellator. Not, it's obviously not everybody that way, but it seems like a lot of guys struggle when they leave the UFC, even in Bellator or PFL. Don, you? I'm sorry, man. I, I slipped. I wasn't paying attention. What was the question? Uh, forget it. All right. Also, uh, uh, <laughs> Rumble Rumble Johnson was supposed to fight Yoel Romero. Yoel didn't pass the pre-fight physical. Just uh, crazy. Uh, that's just. But it didn't say what happened. He what? He didn't pass the physical. Yeah, he's out of the fight. How the hell can Yoel Romero not pass? The I don't know what happened. How? Um, what happened? I mean, Sean, do you know anything about this? Like, what exactly happened? Yeah. No, uh, I did hear about it, but I don't know what the reason is. That makes you wonder sometimes. You know, a lot of times they do those, uh, you know, um, like a brain MRI uh, when you sign with somebody or before you fight because they don't want to be held responsible for any prior. They act like it's for safety, but they just don't want to be held responsible for prior brain damage. And so you got to wonder maybe if something showed up. I'm not saying that's what happened, but if something showed up like that or I have a hard time believing they took his blood pressure and it was high, they pulled him out. But typically – it's not something like that. Usually when they pull you out for a pre-fight medical, it's a major reason. So, What's up, guys? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I mean, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards. I mean, how cool is that? TV shows and reality TV, which I love to watch. They got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, huh? Don't be that guy or girl. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code 
CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code CLNS50 for your sign up bonus. Use the hashtag betonline. Right. Uh, and then Derek Anderson. But so anyway, so now Rumble's fighting Jose Augustino, who's won five in a row. Um, obviously, you know, who, we don't know. He hasn't beaten the, the same guys as Yo Romero's beaten. But that's a tough fight. I mean, according to Rumble's trainer, uh, Henry Hooft, he's just as explosive as he was before. And, you know, that's a scary man when he's – even when he's not as explosive. So I like Rumble in this fight. I don't know how he managed to go into bodybuilding and just swell up. Like, he must look like he was, like, 300 pounds of muscle. Now he's back at, what, 205. But good for Rumble, man. Um, what does concern me was when he lost to Ryan Bader in a wrestling match. Uh, and I think it was Chael Sonnen's submission underground. But Bader's a hell of a wrestler, too. Yeah. And, uh, maybe Rumble was just adjusting. But also just shows you also how much, like, when they fought. Different. Um, Derek Anderson, who's a good fighter, is fighting MVP. I like this fight because finally MVP's got a tough fight. Uh, Michael Venom Page is one of those dudes that, like, I still don't know how good he is because he looks like a world beater against lesser, but then he gets then – he, he's so frustrating. Uh, but he only has one loss, which is to uh, Lima, and he's kind of got, got – I wouldn't say he got caught, but – I wouldn't even say he got exposed. He just he just he got beaten, and it was a good thing. But MVP is fucking exciting, and I'm, I'm and Derek Anderson's a good fighter, so this is a good fight. Uh, who I, I I'm pulling Dan Anderson for the upset in this one. Uh, McCork, will you? Uh, I'd say MVP, man. I think he's better. Uh, maybe not better. People give him credit for, but sometimes when you lose, everybody's like, "Oh, you got exposed." But I think he's as good as a lot of people think he is. I really do. Uh, Fry. Uh. I got a pass on this, man. I don't don't remember either one of the guys. Sorry. Yeah, so MVP is like a high-level, like, fifth-dan karate guy, uh, black guy from England. His dad was like a sixth-dan. His sister's a karate champion. His uncle, his brother. He's like a long lineage of karate champions. And he's just one of these guys who's so hard to fight because it's almost like a vintage Anderson Silva where his movement is just so hard to catch. He's got amazing quick twitch muscles and – you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, at the beginning, he was lighting everyone up. I mean, it was this, I mean, I remember he fought a cyborg, um, not the female, obviously, the other cyborg. And he kneed the guy in the head where they posted a picture of the dude's x-ray. And his, his, like, he cracked his skull with a fucking flying knee. I mean, that's, he, he's really good. Now, Bellator, their undercard, which you can watch on YouTube – Bellator YouTube, as well as Showtime Sports, has some crazy fights on this. Um, also, Pitbull's fighting on this card. The younger, the other Pitbull. Uh, Josh Hill versus Rufi on Stotts. Really good fight. Lorenz Larkin. There's a guy in the UFC. He beat Neil Magny, beat Masvidal. Then he, he beat Ponzinibbio. Then he lost like three in a row in Bellator. He's won two in a row. But he's fighting Rafael Carvalho. And then Logan Storley, who's an amazing fighter, is on the card. Henry Corrales is on this card, and so is Eric Perez, Goyo Perez, who's the guy that Caraway fish hooked. Remember that back in the day? 
So huh. that's, uh, there's some really good guys in the undercard on that one. Also in the PFL, Verdum's fighting. Uh, he's fighting a guy named Ferreira, who's 6-2. and two, But his last loss was in 2016. He got disqualified for illegal strikes. This is the fight that Verdum could lose because the guy hasn't lost in five years, the guy he's fighting. And, you know, Verdum's one of these guys I feel like gets in his own way where he doesn't – I mean, maybe the million dollars will motivate the fuck out of him. But maybe he's going to go into this, like, thinking that he's better than everybody. Uh, McCorkle, your thoughts? Yeah, Verdum is one of those guys, man, he's either the best in the world or not very good. It depends on which version shows up. There's a few guys like that. But, uh, I mean, he can beat anybody on any given night, and he can lose to somebody that's not very good. But uh, I think he's got to be, what, 41-42 now at least. So, so, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well, man. But sometimes you get up uh, old like me and Don Fry and uh, start that uh, downhill slide. Don, thoughts on Verdum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak, speak for yourself there, sweetheart. I've been hitting my peak, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a who's the guy that they were talking about uh, a Brazilian legend that said that Don you said in the gym he fucked you up but then in the fights he wouldn't be as good hell I don't know Marco Lewis yes yes Marco was great he was great either way what was it like training with Marco Huas oh jeez you stayed awake I'll tell you what you always kept your eye on him you know he yeah, I was working. We were going loose, and he kicked me in the head. And I stopped. And I looked at everybody. And says, uh, I said, "Am I the only one to hear those bells?" No. <laughs> I said, "I said, take it easy, Marco. You're a world champion." He looks at me, shrugs his shoulders. So, so are you. you know, like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, I don't, I don't mean that he got fucked up in, in real life. He obviously was a champion. He won the UFC seven tournament. Competed for Pride. Oh, he's a man. He was a tell you what. He's one of the most dangerous guys, you know, that underrated, most underrated and a fantastic athlete, man. Jeez, just phenomenal. He's a ninth degree red belt in Luta Livre, third degree black belt in BJJ, third degree black belt in Judo, first degree black belt in Taekwondo. He has a record of nine and four, um, but the guys he fought, obviously. He lost to Maurice Smith. He beat Jason Lambert. He lost to Marie Smith again. He lost to Alexander Atsaka. Beat Barry Goodrich. Beat Patrick Smith. He drew with Oleg Taktarov. Beat Steve Jenham. Lost to Oleg. Beat Keith Hackney. Beat Paul Valerens. I mean, obviously, he, uh, he is a legend. Um, but you said in the gym he was, he was the best? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just so smooth. So smooth. You know, you – Something you just didn't expect, you know. And it wasn't like he was trying to um, take advantage of anything. Because, you know, you, you get workout partners who go in there and, you, you know, you work out and you're swapping partners and they, they try to take advantage because they got the rest, you know, while you're in there training yeah. with five guys, you don't get any rest. So they come in there trying to win the world championship when you're ass. And so they take advantage of you, you know, they, and uh, he doesn't do it. He's just so damn good and smooth and strong and fast. He's just, you know, and he knows when he hits you, he'll step back and let you recover. I mean, it's not like he's going to go after the, the win. Now, uh, Sean, you said Tim Sylvia was like that, right? <laughs> That's the rumor. Yeah, there's a, there's a, quite a few guys like that, man, where you'll go two five-minute rounds sparring hard. <laughs> 
and you'll get ready to take a break. They're like, hey, jump in one more with me. They're coming off fresh. And you're like, dude, let me catch my breath. Come on, man, push through it. Uh, it'll be good for you. I'm like, all right, but don't come out there like trying to take my head off, man. I'm tired. No, we're good. And they go out and test you for about a minute. Uh, Fry, so what is oh, Yeah, lost him again. Uh, but yeah, so Tim Sylvia was like that. I've heard that uh, from a couple people too. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I like Tim Sylvia though. I happen to like Tim Sylvia. Uh, he gets a lot. I don't think he gets. Why? Because uh, he's just he's his own guy. He's a hunter in in Maine. He was like a an underdog. He was never supposed to be the UFC champion. I, I heard he used to oh, get fuck. what? You just get, you just get what? I heard he would get fucked up at Milton's gym to the point where he would just get beat by all the people, and then. He kept coming back, coming back, coming back, and the guy wins the UFC championship. I mean, that's it's pretty damn cool, you know. Uh, there's nobody there. There's the weakest. That was it was the weakest, you know, time of the of the UFC. Anyway, it's weaker than it is now. I mean, now you've only got, you know, basically two guys: Degano and uh, Stipe. You know, and uh, shit, they're throwing Stipe away now. You know, crimey. So. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, let's look at the, some of the guys he beat, though. I mean, Tim Sylvia. All right, you say he. I mean, he he had a record of thirty-one and ten. Uh, yeah, granted, he lost to uh, Ishi, but t- towards the end. But he beat. All right, he beat. Uh, let's see who he beat. He beat. Uh, all right, here we go. I mean, he beat a lot of guys. Keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. Okay. He beat Pujanowski. Uh, he lost to Ray Mercer. He lost to Fedor. He lost to Nog. He beat Brandon Vera. That was that was that's a tough guy to beat. He lost to Randy. He beat Jeff Monson. Beat Andre Arlovsky twice. Uh, he lost. He I mean that's he lost to Andre one time. Beat Wes Sims. Lost to Frank Mir. Beat Rico Rodriguez. Beat Wesley Cabbage Carrera. Uh, lost. Uh, beat Mike Whitehead. I mean. Beat Mike Whitehead twice. He beat Ben Rothwell. These are some good guys. Come on. No, Don. No, no, no. Ben yeah. Rothwell, Andre Arlovsky, Rico Rodriguez. I'll give you. I'll give you Arlovsky, but you know, come on, Rico. Is that the is that the five hundred pound Rico? You know, or the guy that, that beat Randy? Rico? Rico beat Randy Couture. Uh, he beat uh, who else? I mean, Mike Whitehead, right? He's a good fighter. No, Sean, I, I can't hear Sean. Uh, uh, which by, by the way, Sean, can you hear me? I'm gonna, I'm how gonna... about now? Yeah, yeah, you now, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I never fought Mike Whitehead, but uh, I think he was decent back in his day. I think for what he had to work with, Sylvia did amazing early. I mean, for what, uh, I mean, he wasn't exactly John Jones, you know, like genetically or athletically, but uh. Yeah, I thought he did well for uh, you know what he had to work with for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, beating Rico Rodriguez in two thousand three, I think that was that was a good Rico Rodriguez. That wasn't the guy that was on Celebrity Rehab and yada yada. Uh, the Ray Mercer fight was embarrassing. That that wasn't a good look for him. Uh, he that was, and then the Fedor wasn't that good. But Brendan Vera, there is a tough dude. I mean, he's still he's. I mean, Jeff Monson, uh, Arlovsky twice. Come on. Fry. Oh. Don? Uh, 
Yeah, but, you know, our losses lost the people he shouldn't have lost to. I mean, it's it's like he bets against himself and going there and takes a dive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought All I was right. the only one that did that. All right. So, yeah. UFC this week. Uh, TJ Dillashaw was supposed to fight Corey Sanhagen. That would have been awesome, but TJ got a cut on his on his eye that looked pretty bad. I mean, you could see the, the EPO coming out of it. That's how big this, the cut was. Um, and then uh, some other fight got canceled. So, now it's, it's actually a good card. It's the weirdest put-together card I've ever seen because they got – Donald Cerrone versus Alex Morano. That's a good fight. Morano lost to um, Anthony Pettis' last fight. So I should be very competitive, actually. Then you got Angela Hill versus Rebus, who's beyond a smoke show. Who uh, She's got a win over uh, the girl who uh, – Mackenzie Dern. Felipe Linz, who won – the kid. I think I won the PFL. He's fighting Ben Rothwell. Jeff Neal versus Neil Magny. That's a good fight. Jeff Neal lost to Wonder Boy, but there's no uh, – that guy's a hard fight. And then Gregor Gillespie, who was the first fight of the night, according to this, who they were saying was going to beat Khabib. This guy's a national champion wrestler. He lost his last fight to Kevin Lynn – I mean, Kevin Lee. He got, remember, head kicked to Oblivion? But before that, he was looking like a world beater. And he still might be. He's fighting Diego Ferreira, who lost to Benil Dariush. But that's – that should be the co-main event right there. And they have it first fight out of the gate. I don't understand that. Like, they have a guy, Zaruk Adashev, who's three and three. Uh, I mean, literally three and three. I thought maybe that it was just MMA junkie. It was just, uh, that was a record. Again, uh-huh. against Ryan Benoit, who's, uh, that's that, that they have that as a co-main event. And they have Gillespie versus Diego Ferreira first. I don't know if this is just like the order was wrong. And this isn't the way because there's no way that this is right. I mean, they got Maurice Green, who's lost like three out of five. He's a guy that was like who knits, who was like drunk, who coming off a loss to like Greg Hardy. He was drunk on the Ultimate Fighter all the time. <laughs> I mean, they got him as like the third fight on the main event. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody is drunk who did the, this website, but this makes <laughs> no sense. Uh, McCormick, does that make any sense to you? No, I would assume that the order is probably mixed up. It's kind of like how everybody thought when I was the co-main event at UFC 124. Everybody's like, this can't be right, you know, or whatever. <laughs> they really were. Everybody there was like, how are you the co-main event? I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, and then I had a fighter, Joe Dirksen, told me, you know, everybody here hates you, right? And I'm like, well, I'm getting a weird vibe. He's like, everybody's talking about how you're going to get the co-main event in your second fight. I'm like, I, it didn't like I ran for office and won it, you know what I mean, or whatever. It's just what it was. I don't know, you know. But at least I didn't disappoint the fans. Yeah, I mean that doesn't make yeah it doesn't make it makes no sense. Uh, uh, but who knows? I mean, uh, Nate also Nate Diaz, uh, his fight got pushed back, which sucks. Uh, he was he's he's fighting Leon Edwards, um, but yeah, UFC. Oh, uh, okay. UFC on. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right, I'm an idiot. Okay, so now they have they have also Marina Rodriguez who's fighting Michelle Waterson. That they have that is the main event. Okay, this is all fun. MMA junkie fucked with me. Okay, this makes no sense. You gotta get that right. Marina Rodriguez, who's 13 and one, is fighting the karate hottie. Donald Cerrone is the second co-main event. Then Neil Magny, then Maurice, then Gregor Gillespie, then Rebus versus Angela Hill, Rothwell versus Lenz, Phil Dawes versus Kyle. Okay. Michael Trezano versus Klein. Uh, Kristen Aguilera. All right, okay. 
good. Okay, so that whole thing was flipped. MMA Junkie, get it together. Because uh, the, their, their fucking bout order was completely wrong. Um, I mean, what do you expect out of a drug addict, though? Uh, so, um, Joe Riggs. Substance Junkie. Joe Riggs. I got it. Oh, got it. Joe Riggs is fighting Hector Lombard in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, BKFC. I like this fight. Joe Riggs has looked like he's like 70 since he was four. That guy just looks old, uh, but he, he's but he's still younger. I mean, he's like in his thirties. Heck, that's a good fight, though. Who do we like in that fight? Don Fry. I like Riggs. You know, Riggs. Uh, shit, he he falls apart and he goes down. You know, all the way down. Then he comes. He claws his way back up to the top. He, I mean, hell, he's had more comebacks than, than anybody else in this sport. You know. So he's fighting in bare knuckle, bare knuckle boxing. Uh, and then also this guy, Luis Palomino, who he had some epic wars back in WSOF against, uh, remember he fought what's his name all the time? He always fought uh, Justin Gaethje. He's fighting Tyler Goodjohn, who's from England, who's a male porn star and a bare knuckle boxer. And when I say male porn star, I mean, you go on this guy's Twitter, he's just fucking girls. Like, his, I see this guy's cock like 75 times. Every one of his posts, and there's always like three likes, and it's all gay dudes that are like liking it. So I'm not sure he's getting the, the I'm, I'm, who knows? He's getting people to watch it. But he is just fucking raw dogging these like girls that have like tattoos on their face, but they're hot. They look like they like ran away from home back when they were like, you know, 14, and now they're in their 20s. But uh, he's all about this. He's all about male porn star turned bare knuckle boxer. Or I think he, vice versa. Uh, Don, any, any uh, thoughts on this fight? No, I'm, I'm still shocked and confused about you saying you've seen this cock guy's cock like 75 <laughs> times. Yeah. I did it on, tw- on Twitter. He, he's on my feed uh, on Twitter. I, I scroll down and it's just like. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's all professional reasons, too, right? <laughs> I just think it's weird that Adam assumes girls with tattoos on their faces in porn have had trouble past. Like, why does why does yeah. that seem like that, you know? I, um, you're right. I mean, who who knows? But Tyler Goodjohn is fighting Palomino uh, in bare-knuckle boxing on that card with Joe Riggs and Hector Lombard. Uh, that's, a good, uh, that's a good card. Uh, speaking of, uh, of women... Um, and uh, doing some stuff. So Jessica I, people are, are, are texting me this, and uh, I'm a fan of Jessica I. I, I love Jessica I, we're, we're friends. Uh, I've been, uh, we've hung out before. So she released her, her OnlyFans um, information. Is that what she told you? She just wants to be friends? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so for a foot pick, it's $25. Um, for a lingerie booty pick, 50 bucks. Implied topless picture, $100. What, what's, what's implied topless? Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. just, like topless or not topless? Like, what, do you, what, what does that mean, implied to- Like, does she have like she a- sends a picture with a shirt on and says, imagine me without a top. <laughs> yeah, That's maybe, what I would do. Maybe you, should, maybe you should call your good friend and ask her, you know? <laughs> I, <laughs> We should have her, but is that like, you know how like you used to have those tuxedo shirts, like those t-shirts that like have a tuxedo uh, on them. And then it's like, hey, that's an implied tuxedo. 
Is this she wear like a t-shirt with like fake tits on it, like like on the shirt or something? I'm not really, I'm not really sure. Uh, then she has a bare booty pick, a uh, hundred dollars, as opposed to an unbare booty pick. Um, uh, and then a topless pick is a thousand dollars. And then a fully nude pick, six thousand dollars for a wow. fully nude picture of her. How many of those does she sell? That's what I want to know. I bought three. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just figure, you know, I guarantee she's going to sell a couple. I guarantee it. I, I guarantee people are going to pay for this. Um, and $6,000. Yeah, a video. If you have a foot for a foot video, fifty dollars. Uh, full body lingerie, two hundred dollars. A booty video is a hundred dollars. A bare booty video is two hundred dollars. Uh, implied topless video, five hundred bucks, and a topless video is twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, for I don't know what she's doing in the topless video, but uh, uh yeah. you know what's amazing is you could get a the bare booty and that's implied or the topless all cheaper than you could get the full body so you can actually just buy it piece by piece and get it cheaper than the full body video if you can that's do math that's what I, was thinking too. Yeah. The I, I just think it's sad that i think it's sad someone's going to pay six thousand dollars for a video like that and then end up wearing her body as a skin suit in 10 years that's what's uh because anybody paying that is going to come stalk you and kill you that's what's going to happen uh, for a selfie pick twenty five dollars Selfie video, fifty bucks. <laughs> Fully nude selfie pick, five thousand dollars. And then they got customs, right? Uh, you got a selfie pick, thirty-five dollars. Foot pick, fifty bucks. Selfie video, hundred dollars. Laundry booty pick, hundred dollars. Uh, bare booty, topless, topless video, fully nude pick. And then um, to have you uh, follow her, it's a hundred. If I have her follow you, it's a hundred dollars. And you get a five-minute Skype chat. For fifty for five hundred dollars, uh, so yeah, that's uh, those are her those are her uh, how much she, it costs. Uh, so if anybody wants Jessica, I check her out. Uh, I just yeah. came up with a great idea. I'm gonna buy the full body for six thousand and then sell it like bootleg on the internet to people at half price. Anything she wants, like. <laughs> like you know, I could screen record it and then just sell it like cheaper. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, look, hey, look, I, some people have unlimited funds, you know? Uh, yes. Uh, so I guess, if, I guess if money's no option, uh, that's what those, you want to do. Those same people with unlimited funds don't realize there's free porn on the internet. They're like, wait a minute, <laughs> it's free? I had no idea. I thought I, I was paying for foot pictures all this time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess some people have, you know, you know, look, hey, it is what it is. Uh, you know, get it where you can uh, get it, right? That's, uh, so Phil Baroni, who I told to come on an hour ago, uh, just joined us. Uh, so he's going to end up closing the show. Uh, Phil, how are you? Yo. 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 Yo, you're, uh, you're an hour late. Fuck off. Oh, uh, how are you, though, man? Good. Uh, yeah. Are you are you naked? No. Oh, okay. You just have your shirt off. All right. So uh, yeah. now, ah, fuck. now, now, last week we wanted you to fight Jake Paul. I posted a pic, a bit, uh, a thing, saying, "Hey, you know, uh, Phil Baroni versus Jake Paul." It, a, lot, a lot of retweets. Michael Bisbing loved it. 
Ali Abdulaziz liked it. Seemed to get, a, I was like, I got a thousand people retweeted it. It seemed like people were really into this fight. What's the update on the fight? Working on it. I don't know. I don't know. Just literally got the fight or what? Just literally got the fight? I, I'm asking you. I don't know. I want to fight that guy that Woodley was afraid to fight then. What, oh, you, you, you want to fight Jay Leon Love? Yeah, I'll fuck that dude up. But that dude is 23 and 3 as a boxer. Uh, so what? So what? But wouldn't Jake so, Paul be the So most fucking what? The fuck, the fuck you telling me that for? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that guy has a lot more boxing. He's a fuck. He's a punk. He's got, he's, got he's got a lot more experience than you boxing. No, no, we don't. No, no, we don't, you fucking stupid bastard. He doesn't have a lot more experience than anything. He doesn't have a lot more experience in anything than me. So shut the fuck up. Experience is what? Is what? He's not boxed more than me. I'll fuck him up. He's right. 23 fights. Now, yeah, Phil. I had, tw I, had tw I had 23 fights when I was fucking 20 years old. Come on. All right. Okay. Oh, look. Okay. I did not I mean, know. really. Be serious. Don't say no stupid shit. I'll fucking kill that kid. He's not in my league. He's nobody. Okay. All right. Look, I'm in. I'm in. Look, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in going seriously, though. That guy's a little bitch. Guy won't do shit. Now, now Phil. I consider you a friend, yeah. but sometimes it worries me though because you'll text me, "Hey, if you make any jokes about me, I'll break your face." Uh, now, now, I don't, well, I don't want my face broken. So, um, and I know that you could break my yeah, face. Yeah. So, what? What did you say? What did you say, Don? He said, "I said not again." Yeah, not again. <laughs> you know. So yeah. how do, you know how do we get broken. to the point where, like, you could be like, hey, man, please don't make any jokes, or, yo, with all due respect, why do we have to go to you breaking my face as, like, option one? Is there any way we could not go to you breaking my face? shut you up. Just shut you up. Just shut yeah. you up. But then you go. Your the, wife only way, the only way to get through to this guy is threats. Uh, Are you all on Long Island now or no? Are you all on Long Island? I'm not telling you where I am, you fucking <laughs> Where are you now? I'm in California. That's the only uh, thing. I'm, I, that's the only thing. Better, yeah, it's better. No, it's better. It's better. Yeah, yeah. It's better than California. Yeah, I'm actually, I feel safer knowing that I'm not on Long Island because I feel like you would show up trying to break my face. And, and I'm like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get, help oh. you get a fight. Okay. And make you half a million dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah. And put you I'll, in the I'll you in. Give me this fight. No. Who should he fight? Woodley? Why should he fight Woodley? I don't know who Jake Paul is. I want him to fight you. I, yeah, think makes, I, I think the fight makes sense. But then, Who do you want him to fight, Don Fry? Who do you want him to fight? I want him to fight you. I want to see yeah. you rip his ass. <laughs> All my money be on you, brother. Oh, thanks, Don. So, uh, so, all right. So, now, are we training every day, <laughs> Phil? Because right now what? it's uh, – right now, Well, right now it's 2.30 uh, where you are, and you're still in bed. So, uh, how's the, are, are we training every day? Or are, we, are we excited? Yeah, I just got up and trained. I'm back in bed. Yeah, I trained. Nice. This morning. Yeah. Are, you, are you back at uh, Cerro Longo? No. I was never at Cerro Longo. Wasn't, Ray Longo, <laughs> your, wasn't Longo your trainer? No. Never? No, never. Oh. oh. I thought you and Longo were close. Because I, cause I heard. My, she's my friend. Yeah, she's my friend. I, I do him all the time. I heard stories back in like 2000 of you going around just beating people up on the streets of Long Island. Like you were the guy back in the day that would just like, like you'd fuck people up at like Sprats or. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, did you ever go to Spratt's? I did go to Spratt's. But I heard that you were used to just go there and just fucking bang chicks and get in fights. Uh, is, that how, is that how it, it like went? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Good, 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 good. Now, you said you wanted to come on the podcast today. Is there anything that you... God, uh, I, 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 mean, <laughs> I wasn't ready, man. It was a surprise attack. I forgot. Yeah, I wanted to fight this guy, man. That, you know, is, who, who's fighting him? Is that kid really, really fight him? Is that really to fight or not? You're asking me as if I work for Triller. I have no fucking... I just woke idea. up. I who, have who, no do you think you, who do you think you should fight? You, I think. I think that. Yeah, what's well, way better than Woodley? Woodley don't even have a box, does he? Well, I think you'll beat him, but I think if he beats you, uh, it would make the Woodley fight even bigger. You know, and I, but I, I, but I think you'll beat who cares him. Cares about Woodley? Who, who cares about Woodley? Well, I don't. I think Woodley right. The only thing Woodley's. Uh, you think you could beat Woodley in a boxing match? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I beat Woodley in a boxing match. Yeah, I mean, you were. You I were really. You, I mean, you, you have a lot of training over in, like, Thailand and shit. Yeah, a lot of training everywhere all around the world, you know? Now, why did you leave Albuquerque? No fight. Fight got canceled. Right. Now, how, what was it like training with John Jones? Good. Where the fuck are you? Good. It was good. I didn't train with him too much. Why not? Because he had his fight and he's done. He won his fight. So who'd you train with down there? Everybody. There's a bunch of, a bunch of jabronis in and out of there. And then uh, you, you trained with Prime Cain Velasquez back in the day, right? Everybody. Yeah, I've trained everywhere. Every, every gym that was hot, I trained that. One time or another. Yeah, there's a video of you and Chuck Liddell sparring. And it looked like it was very close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You ever spot chocolate out? Uh, I think you know the answer to that. So. <laughs> All right, so so we came on the podcast. We have nothing to promote. Anything you want to talk I forgot. about? I want to fight Jake Paul. Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> Ask me about spot chocolate out. I don't. I'm trying to make this interesting. Uh, we know you oh, want to fight man. Jake Paul. Uh, I don't want to ask you anything that, like, you text me after the show to go, why the fuck you ask me that I'm going to break your face? This is so why I'm trying to ask you something. I'm kind of limited as to what I can ask you. Because what do you want to ask? Time, no, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> for this fucking trick, The last time I asked you a question, <laughs> you, you fucking blew up my phone threatening to kill me. And then it wasn't, should, should. it wasn't really that fun for me, uh, Phil. So uh, this time I, I want to help you out. I don't know what to ask you. So if you could lead the conversation, that would probably be <laughs> Make it easier. What about Don? Yeah, ask him, hey, ask him if he wants to try to laugh. Ask him to try to laugh. No, I got, I got, a, I got a home for him. That I uh, swear that, I swear that that was really nice to see that uh, dog. Uh, who, thanks, who, who's keep, who's keeping him? My buddy on my wrestling team in high school. Uh, one of my best friends in high school. I'm actually flying him to Philly after this. Well, another. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what now are you, what are you fucking how Rocky? Old, are you just drinking raw eggs right now? Yeah, how old's that dog? It's like six months. I'm how many serious fucking, about this fight. How many fucking eggs are you drinking? Six. Now are you back home with your parents right now? No, no, they're dead. Oh. No. So who are you who, are, who <laughs> Thanks. Are you, Thanks for bringing that up. Who are you living with in, in Massapequa? <laughs> 
You got an apartment. I feel like who's you. That? Who's, that? who's that? Who's that? Who's that laughing? That was who's so that? great. Sean McCorkle. Sean Man. McCorkle. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Now, what happened to that? To that? He's like, still alive, that guy. Drinking fucking raw <laughs> eggs, <and stuff>, though. <laughs> Like, <laughs> barely alive. This guy, so cockle. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast been missing—a lot of death talk. That's what we need. Uh, That's what this what? podcast been missing the whole time: death talk. We need to talk yeah. about people being dead nonstop. All right. So, by the way, uh, now, now Tom Ryan, by the way, denies that you knocked him out. Uh, according, according to him, Sean. According to him, what? He woke up. He woke up in his fucking. He woke up in his office. Okay, so according to him, someone brought boxing gloves to the wrestling practice one day. He knocked out the coach, who was like second in the country, Tom Ryan, who is like now the Ohio State coach. He, he's one of the best coaches. All right, Tom will fucking rematch then. Uh, he says he'll rematch you, but the match has to be more than four minutes. So Matty, he won't last one minute. Yeah. All right. You now what's up with you and AJ Agazarn? Do you want to rematch him? No. I'd be I threw him around. What happened with him? I he he lost his last Bellator fight. He got cut. But Sean, so Baroni took a uh he actually went and did Chael Summon Submission Underground, beat a guy who oh. placed in Abu Dhabi in Jiu Jitsu. Did you see the match? Really? And then Sean, I mean, he, he, well, AJ won on points because they went to overtime uh, and he won. You got to start in an arm bar position. According to Baroni. No, 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 no. I threw him around. I threw him around. I hit him when he set out a trip from a Russian. I mean, I fucking smashed him. I, yeah, he on him. I threw him around like a fish. And then fucking, uh, then, uh, then went overtime. Yeah, according, but according to, are you smoking weed now? No. Right, okay. According to according to Baroni, <laughs> according to Baroni, he never learned an armbar. Uh, now for the rules. Right. I know an armbar, you dickweed. No, you said you never use an armbar. And, and I never used it. It's gay. Fuck, what use armbar for? Don Fry is an armbar gay. Well, uh, it depends on what the situation is, there, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've on blood people before, but he was just showing off. So, <laughs> right? He was showing off. He knew like a couple moves. So, so, yeah. Sean, <laughs> so then, so then, Sean, after, after Baroni technically lost, which I think he won <clears throat> the fans' eyes because everyone expected him to get smashed and he fucking he didn't. Uh, he, right? uh, he tried to submit the guy with a can opener. Uh, so, but after he lost, he goes, who do you think the real winner is? Look at him and look at me. I fuck all the bitches. And then, and then, <laughs> not and then really, that's not exactly what I said, but oh. it's good enough. And then, and then walked out. Did you see the match? Did you see the match? No. I did. And then, uh, Chael Sonnen said that you were a pleasure to deal with and that, uh, he fucking loved working with you. He has brought me back. Well, he said he texted you and you got mad at him or something, but I don't know, something. So what? Was he gay now? <laughs> What's he doing? Using arm bars? <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> I was mad or something. Was he afraid? No. Um, now, according to, uh, by the way, according to Baroni, right? So he did, Baroni did pro wrestling. Tell me this is true. So he, he refused to lose in pro wrestling, right? He's like, I'm not losing. But they were like, no, you have to play ball. We're not going <laughs> to let you win every match. So 
he agreed to fight this guy, Dave Mazzani, who was like a pretty good pro wrestler. Day of the match, he gets a text three minutes before going, I don't fucking lose New York badass uh, in the text. Is that true? I tapped him out in the match. <laughs> but, but, I, tapped I tapped him out. But then why didn't you show up to the wrestling match? Like, you know, it's scripted, right? Like, no one really thinks that you lost. No, I, I tapped him out. I, I beat Dan's one of his faces. But you beat him in, like, in, like actual, in, in pro wrestling or in, in real wrestling? In pro wrestling. In the pro wrestling. Oh, okay. So you actually I made out with his sister. And I made out with his sister. Gina. Made out with yeah. his Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, are you and uh, Bonner, have you, you guys made up? I hate that guy. You guys were best friends. No. Um, Pro wrestlers. Take a belief, friends. Don? Don was one of the best wrestlers out there. You know that, right? Yeah, Japan. He was great. He was amazing. Yeah. That was horrible. That was horrible. Oh. They carried me, man. You were good, Don. <laughs> you a good they gave me a push I didn't deserve, man. They, 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 they treated me really well, you know, and I blew it. You know, Scott yeah, Norton yeah, carried yeah. me. Scott Norton yeah. carried me so many times; it's unbelievable. You had the best shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, Don. Why, how did you blow it? Uh, until I walked away and went to went to back to Pride. You know, went back to fighting. You know, for the big uh, money, but you should you, for the big money. But you should have stuck with the pro wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't your passion, man. Your yeah, passion. Me too. Yeah, but your passion was real fighting. I mean, not that me it's not real, but you want passion, passion don't pay the bills. Pro wrestling, you can do that. Shit. Right. Passion right. don't pay the bills. That pro wrestling shit, you can do your whole life. Yep, absolutely. Now, now, Phil, um, have, has anybody ever responded? I had more. I had more injuries in pro wrestling than they did in fights. <laughs> Now, uh, Phil, I know that you and uh, War Machine were roommates. You guys were close. You went to his trial. Um, <laughs> try this one. Again. Let's try this one. Again. Let's go. Have you have you talked to War Machine? Yeah. How's he doing? Sorry. Right. Yeah. He like he like found God, right? Worse than us. He's doing worse than us. Yes. Mayhem <laughs> Mayhem gets out of jail. I think this week. Yeah, he'll be doing better than War Machine. Oh, good. So, good. That's the word on the street. Is that mayhem is back? We should all have a picnic. We should all have a <laughs> Now, are you on Tinder in Long Island, Phil? Yes. How's that going? It's not that good. It's not as good as California. You keep tweeting that you like girls with hairy bushes. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you do. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> now, is is this is this something you're trying to bring back? What do you think, Don never left or what? I like the landing strip, you know? That's what I like. <laughs> I, I like when girls have the fry, which is like a mustache, like it's with a, a big sideways. <laughs> <one. laughs> That's that what I like. Scary. Too. Yeah, that would that'd be, be that'd be, be all frightening. And that upside down triangle. I, I I like the fry and then they, they you know it's like take a pounding too. This is good. It's the you best. Know, it'll come back for more. Uh so uh <laughs> Back in the day, Phil, when you were uh, training women, <laughs> you would uh, you would you would have them, you would fuck them. Uh, they they couldn't pay you, so you'd have sex with them instead. Uh, yeah. 
and that way you get them to buy more sessions. Uh, and then you, but then you, it, it turned you on to have them not shave or shower before you got there. That was like, that was like your thing. No, not really. I work them out hard before. You, you, you'd work them out hard? Yeah, like them have a fresh sweat. Not, 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 not a fucking old sweat. You know what I mean? So you I'd go work there, out. you go there, have sex with them, and then you, they would get better workouts? After they worked out. Oh, after they okay. were sweaty. So you had them work out, and then you'd fuck them. And then, the boys, yeah. and then you said their yeah. boyfriends would come home and shake your hands? Smell my fingers. They would smell the stories makes it Getting there the was, stories mixed up. They would that smoke was the guy that used to pay me. That was the guy that used to pay me to train his wife. He knew what I was doing. So he, a guy would pay you to fuck his wife? Yeah, pretty much. Trainer. Uh, uh, Don, did that ever happen with you? Yeah. In Japan. No, never happened with me. Shit. Never happened. I got, I got paid to go to the zoo. That's closest, you know. <laughs> you got paid to go to the zoo? Yeah. No, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Phil, you had nothing to announce. You just wanted to come on the podcast, which is great. We love having no, you. I just wanted to fight this guy. I thought you were going to help me now. Right. You want to talk right. about me taking the shit or something in Japan? I don't know. All right, so all right, we'll talk about uh, bare knuckle boxing. Hector Lombard is fighting Joe Riggs. Who do you think wins this fight? It's a tough fight. It's a good fight. I don't know. Who do you, who do you think wins that fight? I think Lombard. I think, I think Lombard takes him out, yeah. I think after two rounds, Riggs wins. But, but, but in the first two, Lombard. And then you know who Tyler Goodjohn is? No. The bare-knuckle boxer and a male porn star. Uh, he's fighting Luis Palomino uh, on that same card. You know Palomino? Do you know no, do you? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he has some great fights. Uh, he, he fought Justin Gaethje. Tyler Goodjohn... He beat um, Felony, who's crazy horse, became Felony. Oh, he's a little guy? He's a little guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not little, but yeah, he, he beat Crazy Horse, uh, whose name, who now goes by Felony, as if Crazy Horse wasn't, wasn't enough. Um, and he, he, he won't respond to Crazy Horse. He only responds to I was, uh, he's, like, he's the only guy that I pretty much won't have back on the podcast, by the way. Uh, Why not? He said he wants all gay people to die. And uh, I just couldn't really... Um, I just couldn't go along with that. Man. I just can't. That's just not my thing, man. Uh, so I just was like, I can't. That's just like, you know, certain things people say, you can go, well, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming. I, I, I can't. Uh, so. Um, so you only want half the gay people to die. I don't want any gay people to die. I don't want anybody to die. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, and then finally, uh, UFC. <laughs> now, UFC coming up. Uh, do we what do you like? Back? Uh, and a couple of things. Uh, do we like Michael Chandler or do we like uh, Charles Oliveira? Chandler. Yeah? Why? Yeah. I think I like Chandler by knockout. Uh, Fry? Uh, Chandler. I like, I like Chandler too. Yeah. I, think he's, yeah, I think he's on the roll. You know, he's on a good roll. Yeah, dude, that was that was. He's crazy. a boxing wrestler like Don Fry. Yeah, that that that's true. Yeah. Uh, also, um, coming up, McGregor in the rematch. Who do we like in the rematch, Poirier <laughs> or, uh, or Connor? Con I would think Connor. I think he needs it, man. Or, or, or it's over. The show's over. 
think he's I think he's gonna fucking get get it back going though. You think so for real? Yeah. What do you think? Poirier's gonna beat him up? I don't know, man. I mean I think that uh I think I mean Connor won the first round that last fight. He just I got, think he I think I think I think he hurts Poirier more more than Poirier hurts him. If you could if you could figure out how to stop those low low kicks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he's never lost a rematch, right? I mean he beat Nate Diaz in the rematch. Um so yeah. He lost the rematch with Poirier. Oh yeah, he lost that rematch, right, exactly. But never lost the rematch with it that he or well, he came back and avenged the loss. Uh Don, who who do you like in that fight? Uh, you know what? I, I gotta go with Connor. I can't believe Connor would be dumb enough to to stand there and then kick him again. You know, I, I, I couldn't believe he didn't check any of those kicks the last time. Half kicks. Uh, Half kicks. Yeah. Now I got to believe that, you know, he worked on it. You know, <laughs> he, he got to be smart enough. Jeez. And then uh, finally, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori, too. First fight was very close. Uh, Vittori looked great his last fight. Uh, he's from Italy. He's a badass, seventeen and three. Uh, Israel's coming off a loss. Uh, what's his style? What's his background? In Israel guy. He's a the Italian kid. He's a, he's a kickboxer. Yeah, but he's good at wrestling. He's actually good. Oh, he's at kickboxer. Yeah, he fucked up Derek. Uh, I mean, uh, Kevin Holland's last fight. The guy who talks a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, you think he beats Israel? I think Israel's really good, man. I I haven't seen this guy that much. I, Israel's tough, man. Don? Yeah, I know it's uh, the Italian kid because I think, really? you know, it, yeah, Israel, you know, he lost. And a lot of people don't recover from their first loss, you know, uh, especially when they've had the world kiss their ass, you know, for a couple of years. I mean, look at look at that, 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 that woman. That Ronda there. Rousey, right? Look at that Ronda right. Rousey. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she never recovered, man. So who's uh <laughs> who's the best guy that you ever trained with, Phil Baroni? Don Fry. Really? You don't train with yeah. Don. Yeah, in Japan. I trained with him in Japan. I locked up with him. Oh yeah. Who won? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don's big. Don was strong. What about you, Don? Who's the best guy you're training with? Oh uh, shit, buddy. Well, I want to uh, train with. Uh, fuck it. Marco Huas. You know, like I said. No Marco way. Huas. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Better yeah, than uh, Marco's. A better than Dan the B Severn. Man, that's a hard one. Uh, he has a very dear friend of mine, but I think Marco's got a lot more uh, in his arsenal than Dan. Dan's just a big mauling bear, you know. Um, he, he's fantastic at what he does. You know, he's a, I train he's with Dan Severn. Yeah, yeah, he beat. I think, yeah, I, think Marco, I think Marco West probably knew a little more. Yeah, yeah, Marco has more on his arsenal, right? Right. Yeah. But Dan Dan's just a Dan's just a mauler, you know. I mean, there's just no quit. Dan just comes forward and just attacks you and just smothers you, you know, beats the shit out of you. 
you know. Um, I mean, Dan's a, Dan's an animal. They're both animals, you know, crime. Now, um, now, Phil, uh, what's up with you and Dan Hardy? Why are you guys fighting on Twitter? I don't know. You don't know. What? You don't know why you're fighting with him? I forgot now. Okay. I was at a box with one of his friends or something before Corona in in, uh, in England. Oh. Is Bar- that- a Baron Oxford guy, and it never happened, yeah. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. No. <laughs> And then uh, that that girl that you were dating, the, the black woman, beautiful black woman, are you guys together still or no? No, no, I hate her guts. Uh, why? She sucks. All right. Well, that's our podcast. <laughs> <Listen> people. Um, <laughs> thank you, Phil. Hopefully next week. You're we'll welcome. Have, next week. Yeah, we'll let's have, have a better one next week. I wasn't ready today. No, it was the best, dude. You can't do I no wrong. I, feel I wasn't time. ready. Doesn't matter, man. There's uh. There's... <laughs> Why are you in your mom's room? Uh, I, this is the guest bedroom. All right. So, yeah, right. Uh, it's your mom's room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen my mom. My mom left when I was two years old. Bedroom, can't yeah. believe you're in the room for yeah, a podcast. I can't believe it too. You such, such a dick, dude. dude. This is like, dude, this, is, this is fucking Bill Barone. I go to Kevin Randleman's <laughs> service, right? Kevin Randleman, you know, died. I go to service, and I had a zit on my cheek. I go, Phil, how's it going? He goes, what's up with that fucking zit on your cheek? Like, at the funeral. I'm like, I'm like thanks, Phil. Like, nice seeing you, too. You're like, it's fucking huge. It's fucking huge. Look, and he, told, he goes, hey, guys, look at that fucking zit on Adam's cheek. I go, what, what, what kind of fucking, what is this? Like, who, who does this at a fucking funeral? Like, who asked this Baby, come in and fucking funeral with a shit like that on your face. Uh, thank you. I, pre- I should have not showed up because of my zit on my cheek. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> listen thank you guys man I'll talk to you guys later. take care guys bye bye